Mulder, look, Colton plays by the book and you don't. They feel your methods, your theories are... Spooky. It's still real to me, damn it! Of course, it got my fucking nails clicking. Oh, man, I was going to say that was the most successful silence that we've ever had. It's because I didn't tell anyone about it. I didn't prep anyone, you or the dogs. And surprise, surprise, it was me who fooled myself by clicking my nails. It's so nice to be face to face. It was kind of weird doing the remote. Yeah, I didn't mind it. Well, maybe that's because I just do everything remote now. Yeah. Everything, like all aspects of my life are. So it just kind of is an easy transition. I feel like maybe if I had like the headset with the microphone like you had, but Mm -hmm. I was just so hyper aware of how often I was like leaning in and out of the computer. Uh, and then I was like really, really fucking focused on how good my thumb head looked. <laughs> so if I can't see yeah, myself, yeah. then it's a much better, yeah. much better outcome. That's fair. Um, so. I've got like 17 headsets. I can just give you one just in case for next time. Maybe you can give me the one that smells the worst and I won't even know it. It smells the worst? None of them smell. Why would it smell? It's on your fucking ears, weirdo. I'm just saying that if you have a really shitty one, I'll happily take it. No, they're all like the the shittiest one that I have is the one that I was using. That's my work one. It was on my work laptop. No, I have one for work. So, yeah, they're noise canceling. Mine aren't that good. Yeah. Well, it's not a matter of good. It's just like when you're getting screamed at. So people don't hear it around you. Yeah. I haven't been screamed at in a while, though. Um, I have had some good moments at work recently, though. There's been this, like, um, I, I've i hit this level of, like, I don't give a fuck mm-hmm. at my job. And not in that I don't give a fuck about my job. There's a comma in there. Like, I don't give a fuck, comma, while I'm working in my position. As mm-hmm. in, like, things people say to me the way that partners are it just rolls off my back i just don't know what that is it's it's a fucking superpower is what it is yeah because when someone can come to you just being a pissy shithead Mm -hmm. at work and you can just be like hey man i'm here for eight hours a day and i'll let's figure it out together because i'm not going anywhere Mm -hmm. instead of just you know getting flustered it takes a long time to achieve that level yeah just Zen. I'm going to call it Zen. I'm it not going to call it not giving a fuck. I think you've reached like self-actualization. I agree with that. When you're on the clock. I agree with that wholeheartedly. And it's even manifested itself in like I'm taking control of things and I'm doing more mm-hmm. because I just do it. It's very much the scene from the um, from office space mm-hmm. where by not giving a fuck, he gives the ultimate fuck. Right. And that's how also how I feel like because I feel like I have nothing to lose and I'm weirdly numb, even though I have everything to lose. Hello. They also have everything to fucking gain, man. I mean, that's a way to spin it. I'm just like, hey, I think we should do this and I think we should implement this. And I think this needs to be X, Y and Z because Mm -hmm. I'm sick of this happening. And every single thing I suggest, it gets approved. And I'm just like, whoa, I could have been doing this the whole time. Yeah. Just telling people how I think we should be doing better. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, okay, like, yeah. let's lead the charge. And awesome. I'm like, sick. You're growing up, kiddo. I don't know if it's growing up or just feeling ruthless. Yeah. Either way. Is there, you're like, uh, you're like the tank girl. 
yeah. of your office, which is your house. Gets true. The virtual <laughs> office. Maybe it's like the confidence of just fucking being home. Maybe. Maybe it's because like if shit goes crazy, I can just like turn around. Yeah. <laughs> and hang out with my dogs. Yeah. You're like, I'm just going to go into the kitchen. and Yeah. Yeah. Eat. The amount of times I'll see their reflection in the mirror because I work I work out of my vanity. That's like mm-hmm. my desk for work. And then the desk that we're sitting at right now is like the podcast and gaming desk. Mm-hmm. So I'll look in the reflection of that vanity mirror and I'll just see these two like cuddling on a bed together. And then I just stop everything I'm doing. And I'm mm-hmm. like, it's like in the Simpsons when Homer has to go to the factory every fucking day or like the nuclear power plant and he has that picture of maggie and it's like do it for her Mm -hmm. but it's it's for the dogs i know it that's what i think every day when i'm getting up and i'm literally clocking in i'm like puffin has a yard man like it's true i was able to get him a bone for his gotcha anniversary which was cute yeah congrats thank you congrats on that and also congrats on your job thank you thank you for everyone who believed in me and thank you for uh, the nepotism of benefiting from personal friendships. That's the only that's way you get jobs. what got me in the door. Let's not pretend that that's not the only way you get jobs nowadays. It has yeah. nothing to do with your college education resume or cover letter. It has everything to do with the recommendations and who you're friends with or who you know that's in that company. Sorry. Yep. And I'm going to pay that shit so fucking far forward when I get the chance. Um, so you watch out, universe. Yeah. I'm looking out for you. Good. Good for you. Um, The downside to me not giving a fuck at work and by doing so, I'm just doing more. I've had zero time to do anything. Mm-hmm. As in like, I have not watched any of my stories on the Netflix. Mm-hmm. I have not, which is terrible because they added so many new great movies. Yeah, what would you watch? Um, right now I would probably rewatch, um, Taxi Driver. They just added that back on there. Yeah. A Robert Nero masterpiece. Just gonna say though, if you don't have time for your stories, I was thinking like new stories, but you just want to watch the old classics. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I just finished my rewatch of The Office, so I can yeah. absolutely appreciate it. You get that. it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's comfort. It's like a comfort yeah. thing. Um, I will say though, I did watch I'm Thinking of Ending Things. Oh boy, which is a new story. It's a Netflix original story. You know, like the manic pixie girl trope, right? Yes. So this director, I'm blanking on his name because I'm a piece of shit. He did. Um, he did. <laughs> he did Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind. Um, he did um, Being John Malkovich. So. Um, there is a level of suspension of disbelief you have to have when going into any of these films, Charlie right? Kaufman? That doesn't sound right. Is that right? I don't fucking know. Oh, that's written what it says? Di- I'm thinking of ending things yeah. written and directed by Charlie Kaufman. Okay. Then, yeah, that's it. For whatever reason, my brain's malfunctioning. But, yeah. So, we did all these other films. And Eternal Sunshine, I think, does a really good, fun job of talking about that manic pixie girl trope right Uh this like eccentric artistic outspoken individualistic woman comes into this mediocre saltine cracker man's life and by just existing as herself gives him meaning and purpose and now he sees things differently and that's typically how you would see like the manic pixie girl fantasy trope played out think of uh yes man with jim carrey and zoe deschanel Mm -hmm. um 
But what he does and in Eternal Sunshine is she fucking leaves because at the end of the day, a woman like that who is independent and themselves wholeheartedly would look at someone who has nothing to offer them for themselves, let alone a partner and be like, Nope, I'm sorry. I've got to go. And in doing that, it completely destroys his world. Right. Okay. And that's eternal sunshine. In I'm thinking of ending things. I think this director had like um, a revision moment where he was like, I really like what I did here, but I want to take it. I want to fucking blow it the fuck up and make Mm -hmm. it the most insane, like making fun of this trope in such a way that we're almost hallucinating this movie. Okay. I mean, I'm looking at the Wikipedia right now. It's, and I'm not, I'm not reading it while you're talking to me. Don't, I don't understand. Don't read it. Cause like Uh, what I will say is that they put this woman in this movie As a manic pixie girl, if you will, whose existence is to benefit the, um, this guy's name is Jake in the story. And, um, she will mold into anything he needs by the sentences that comes out of his mouth. And in such extreme ways, both physically and verbally to the, to the point where it's like, wait, did I just watch that? Wait, 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 wait. Is that even the same? Wait, mm-hmm. what's happening? And that's where that suspension of disbelief and kind of knowing this director and his spin on things and what's reality and what's not. Um, but then, of course, at the end of the movie, hopefully you picked up on what was happening in the first scene. Mm-hmm. By the end of the movie, I think it all closes and you go, Oh, oh shit okay so there's like a twist it's not really a twist it's more of like how fast can you connect what happened because he gives you the hint from okay. the first opening scene but if you didn't catch what she was looking at okay hopefully the wikipedia yeah I'm scared to find don't don't hopefully you'll catch it in the car drive the cinematography is fucking clever mm-hmm. um it's this interchangeable reality and they they drop these hints where if you're not paying attention, you won't catch them. Okay. It reminds me of like, um, think of like Haunting of Hill House or Hereditary when there's ghosts in the background and you don't realize. Yeah. You know, or beings. And if you yeah. weren't paying attention, you'd miss it. Okay. That's essentially this entire movie. So pay attention. Pay attention. Okay. Um, and it, because it doesn't, it's not a pretentious movie that's trying to make you think hard. Yeah. It is just not holding your hand. And so that uh-huh. means there's dialogue, there's visual scenes a clip, a, a memory that um, a, something playing on a TV that is a hint for you that, you know, pay okay. attention. So, I mean, I noticed that Professor Lupin was in it, so I am pretty sold. Yeah. It's really great. I loved it a lot. I think it's fantastic. And I don't know, whenever I see Netflix put out an original, you know, it's always 50-50. And this yeah. one really blew me away. And good. it's just a really good example of how we're adapting in quarantine, how you could have really great actors and directors making, making magic for your immediate streaming review. All right. All right. I'm intrigued. You should be. It's really good. Really good. I know that everyone's been watching. What is it? American murder next door or whatever. Do you know what I'm talking about? 
the Chris Watts thing? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I haven't watched it. I was really committed to my rewatch of The Office, but I'll probably try to start that soon. Yeah, I feel that as well. Um, it's number one on trending right now on Netflix. And the fact that it's a documentary with real footage mm-hmm. is fun. Um, I know that everyone else in the world is watching it. Um, I just honestly haven't. It's not that I'm not interested. I've just been, you know. Yeah. Having a time of it. Yeah. <laughs> I feel you. I feel you. Sometimes it's like, I I just felt an innate pressure to fucking finish my office rewatch. Mm-hmm. I powered through the last two seasons. Yeah. And now that it's done, I can try something new. And if I hate it, then I'll rewatch Parks and Rec. That's smart. Stick with what I know. Yeah. It, they're, they're nice comfort blankets. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Also, I've been watching a lot of new movies. Um, like I watch a new movie or like almost every week. And so I just wanted to take a, a bit of a break. And even in that, I still watched, I'm thinking of anything. So yeah, I'll go fuck myself. Honestly, I'm thinking about rewatching Yu-Gi-Oh. Interesting. Because I listened to a wizard in the bruiser episode about it. Mm Mm-hmm. And I was like, you know what? My One of my memories of Yu-Gi-Oh! was when he had to go fight fucking Pegasus with Seto Kaiba. And I was supposed to go help my family bring in wood. And I begged my mom to fucking let me watch Yu-Gi-Oh! And for some reason, she said, okay. Wow. So I got the fuck out of chores so I could watch Yu-Gi-Oh! Hell and, yeah. Uh, you know? You should rewatch it because of that memory alone. I will. I will. I don't I, think I'll watch any of the other spinoffs. I'll just probably no. watch up to where he goes and fights Pegasus. Why not? I think that's great. I love yeah. that for you. Thank I you. know that we have a bunch of mutuals who genuinely play Yu-Gi-Oh! Like, Do they? Yeah, my old roommate Chris. He's way big into um, Yu-Gi-Oh! The thing w- with Yu-Gi-Oh! in comparisons to other card games is... Like, if you buy a magic booster for three ninety nine, mm-hmm. you're going to get, like, a good array. Array? Uh, array? Yeah. Array. Array of cards in it that you'll probably need. I've heard with Yu-Gi-Oh! packs, they come with only, like, eight in them, and they're only, like, $1.99. But the chance of getting the cards you need is way fucking lower. So it's, well, yeah, it's more it's, of a money you know, pit. Yeah, they're not really, like doing that great in comparison to other card games yeah, we, you know they've got to survive we used to not fucking sell Yu-Gi-Oh cards any like we wouldn't sell Yu-Gi-Oh singles anymore because mm-hmm. the market for them is like a fever dream yeah it's very like niche but, I get uh, that you know my uncle bought me a blue eyes white dragon when I was little so I'm not gonna it is I can't the, say anything bad about yeah it. it is the best um mm-hmm. I had so last Christmas um I got we all chipped in to get Chris and his family some gifts. Um, Mm -hmm. And I, at the same exact time was contacted by this local dude who reviews games. And he's like, I I got a bunch of shit. Mm -hmm. Come see what you want. I was there for mostly like PC stuff. Yeah. But then in the corner I saw he had a stack of Yu-Gi-Oh shit, including this like grandmaster's prize. Of course I did. I got all of it. And this like, so it was this giant blue eyes, white dragon poster that Uh was thick, like a real Yu-Gi-Oh card. And it looked like a real Yu-Gi-Oh card. And it was um, like, if you got to this tournament, you got it like as a thing, like as a little in like your gift basket, if you will. So don't worry. I did snag it and I gave it to Chris because he deserves it. Him and his brother both play Yu-Gi-Oh. And I was so glad to have gotten that out of the hands of someone who may not have known what it was and given it to someone who worships it every day and i'm super fucking jealous but yeah it's one of those things where i'm like 
damn, if I had to pick one person to give it to mm-hmm. instead of myself, mm-hmm. Chris. I know. Easy. That's how I felt. And that's also a point where I realized that I'm not as big of a piece of shit as I make myself out to be. Mm-hmm. Because I was like, I can just have this for myself. I could just keep this. Yeah. I could just keep this. And then I just had it in my room and I looked at it. I'm like, don't fucking keep that, you stupid bitch. And I gave it to him. And you know what? I don't know if it would have gone with your horror aesthetic anyway. You are really tying this fucking room together. Thank you. If uh, the big Lebowski were here, he would just... Every piece. (laughs) Every piece of art that you have on your wall is the rug of your room. Thank you so much. Um, I do have... Well, I only have one rug in here now, but I usually have two. The other one was being washed. You have like the figurative rugs everywhere. Everything is a rug. It is fun to think about how when I first moved in here and like started decorating it was just those mormon shit your mom bought you well it was mormon shit that my mom bought me and then it was like the shelves and so my my mom did decorate that thankfully the the only thing that she didn't do well is she was mixing her like barn house chic with yeah. all of my satanic shit. Yeah, you and had it like wasn't, palettes on your wall. Yeah, decorative palettes. I had decorative metal palettes, which I actually think I want to um, spray paint and put them in my room because they. her intention was like you could put pictures on yeah. them with magnets and, it, and that would be cute, but it was, you know, and then she was spreading out mirrors because my mom is the queen of if you have a small space, put a thousand mirrors in it. Yeah, and that way more demons can see you yeah which i also agree with so i have mirrors almost everywhere including that whole circle mirror wall yeah but she got those shelves to put like the four plants that i had at that time and then baphomet in the middle of it yeah and that that design choice that my mom made inspired everything else you see in this apartment amy you're great you know so I, mean, I don't think she listens. She probably she, she unfortunately listens to some. Yeah, it's not good that she does that. But yeah, I don't like it when my sister Becca listens sometimes. Knock it, make them stop. But like, shout out to Becca because when we don't drop an episode, she is on my shit. Good. Yeah, someone has to be. Yeah. No, just kidding. Everyone is. <laughs> Everyone is, but it's okay, you know. But um, yeah. Anyway, thanks so much. Mm-hmm. It's all fucking, I just want everyone to know that it's all secondhand. Yeah. Like, that's the reason why I won't delete Facebook. Because now that I have all my family blocked on Facebook, I can't use that as an excuse anymore. It's just Facebook Marketplace. Yeah. I got this rug, the other rug. Um, Those two fake plants I found on the street when I was walking my dogs, I just gave them a shower. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Called it a day. Those are two $5 Walmart masks that I just mm-hmm. hung to my wall. Um, this is all like art that I've collected over the years. And then all of these frames, what I do, and this is a pro tip for anybody, just go to DI or Goodwill, preferably Goodwill because DI is yeah. untaxable income given back to the church. We don't want that. Um, just take all your art and just sit in that frame aisle and just fucking yep. figure it out and then paint them. Yeah. And that's it. And that's all that is. Um, the only thing that I have purchased recently that was a lot of money kind of is that, um, Beetlejuice neon sign. I don't think anyone could judge you for that because that immediately caught my eye when I walked in. It was, um, 50 bucks from Spirit Halloween. Practically giving it away. I know. Right. But it's like, it also hurts because my other neon, my 
um, end that lights up that was from a fucking building. I got that at a swap meet for like $5. Yeah. So, you know, it does hurt me to have something of such high value. Um, that chair was free. The circle chair was from Facebook Marketplace. Um, this chair that I'm sitting on was a dollar at a yard sale. It's stained, but whatever. I like the color. Um, that cart it was $5 at a yard sale. Um, all of my big plants were gifted to me. Everything else I have is about like $5, 5 to $10 are the amounts of my plants. And then, um, now I, I know a bunch of people who are big into plants. I'm also on plant groups on Facebook and I just get cuttings yeah. for free or for like a dollar. And so then my window in my kitchen is a propagation station. And then when those are done, I plant them. So yeah, live in the motherfucking dream, you know, also if you're real, just go on walks with your dogs bring a pair of scissors and a reusable bag and just take some clip-ins dog yeah you know and then all of my posters are from ebay yeah <laughs> as yeah. you as you know i fucked up on the ebay poster game i just ended up getting buying like pieces of like eight and a half by 11 paper because i didn't read the comments that someone printed out from their computer but i was a little intoxicated when i did all my shopping so you know what learning experience mm -hmm. grateful for it ebay is where it's at like um in my bedroom right now i have a um oh and then also of course prints from trevor um if you just tell him you'll help him on a shoot he'll give you a print for free so just yeah trevor, at anybody does he listen i hope not trevor it hurts my feelings that we haven't done a shoot and yet my boyfriend has gifted you the shining beer Oh my God. Did I tell you about how I gave it to him when I was upset at him? Yeah, like, I remember Oliver, God, that's are you. <laughs> I remember that. You're like, you're like, I don't want to give him this shit. And I was like, yeah. drink it, bitch. You're like, nah. This is how I hope he doesn't listen. But it's okay. I wasn't, I wasn't mad at him. I was mad at the situation. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get mad at the situation <laughs> i get mad at the energy there definitely isn't a person the energy around them <laughs> oh boy oh boy oh boy but um yeah so that's also a tip and trick um just be like hey man i'll like hold some lights for you can i get yeah uh can i do like yeah, a trade really cute. yeah well i made that mask so Adorable. that's why i got that for free and then i was also there helping but yeah mostly Adorable. because i made that mask um so yeah uh buy everything off ebay as well like you can get original posters for like five fucking dollars yeah in my bedroom i still have the Bram stoker's dracula movie poster from a movie theater that i need to hang up that i got for like fucking ten dollars and then i have a um oh god i have what other poster i'm blanking on it now but it's a fabric poster like the nightmare one um but anyway uh live your truth i think you know what i hate i hate minimalists I hate minimalist so much. I superficially, maybe I want to be a minimalist. No, you don't. But I have so much fucking cool comic book shit in my room that uh, I can't. There's no way. All we do, all we do at the end of the day is die. So what's the only thing that brings me happiness is my things. Yeah, just think I of it as my nesting. Things. You're nesting. Yeah. I'm not going to shit on a crow for gra like grabbing tinfoil out of the parking lot. No, he <laughs> like, loves you're it. Just, you're just grabbing pieces of tin, bitch. I know. I'm ass. grabbing the shiny things to make me happy. And I think yeah. everyone should fuck it. We, we might have a civil war after this fucking election. Get things that make you happy now because happiness might be a fleeting thing of the past. And get guns to defend your shit with. <laughs> 
that anyone comes in here trying to take my $5 Walmart mask, I'll yeet them into the fucking <laughs> yeah. tomorrow, dude. I'll turn your head into a canoe, you piece of shit. Uh, anyway. Anyway, this isn't what we were talking about at all today. Well, that's just some life advice. Just life advice. Yeah. Um, yeah, I sent you this the this one long unending sentence. Yeah, an I email really like called that. "Hold on to your butthole." This is why I, you just got a job is because your degrees mean nothing when you have run on sentences. <laughs> you, <laughs> to be you fair, to me. it to looked fair. good when I was typing it out, mm-hmm. and then but I had to like cop. I was typing into like a like a word like the shitty word pad on a PC. <laughs> in between what I was supposed That's to be doing. That's exactly in my job. what it looks like, too. The manic typings yeah. in like fucking 99 MS Word. Yeah, and then I sent it to your email from 2006. Yeah. For some reason, I've always, re- I just remembered it because it's Noel Hollywood at Noel Hollywood. Noel Hollywood at gmail.com. It's been my email since literally MySpace, and yeah. I will change nothing about that. Yep. I can respect my MySpace email is I ate it already. I did notice that. And I'm fucking not changing it. No. Professionalism, my ass. Yeah. Maybe I ate opportunity already, and now I'm shitting out job performance. (laughs) That's exactly it. (laughs) That's exactly it. Uh, Anyway, so today we are talking about Richard Sharp Shaver. I just realized what a good name that is. Sharp Shaver? Sharp Shaver. Old Dick Sharp Shaver? Old Dick Sharp Shaver. Old Dick Shaver. It's <laughs> 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 such a good fucking name. I didn't Dick realize Shaver. it. Dick Shaver. Dick Sharp. Dick Sharp is fun, but Dick, Dick Shaver, Shaver is different. Damn, that's good. Dick Shaver is like the nickname they would give a female serial killer who just Lorena Bobbitted dudes. Oh my god. The Dick Shaver strikes again. <laughs> Dick Shaver. Oh, and I'm like, well, people are reporting on it. They're just like talking about horses and everything's in black and white. And yeah. From a better time. <laughs> Dick Shaver. So Dick Shaver was an American <laughs> writer and artist born in 1907 and he died in 1975. And he wrote what is considered to be one of the most controversial stories that were printed in primarily, quote unquote, amazing fiction magazines. He claimed that he had a personal experience of a sinister ancient civilization that harbored fantastic technology in caverns under the earth. This conspiracy comes from the idea presented by his editor slash publisher, Ray Palmer, that, and Shaver was actually writing these nonfiction accounts and submitting to them to these sensationalist magazines to get his story out there by any means necessary. So, unfortunately, in conspiracy circles, a.k.a. my people, your people, <laughs> our people, uh, anyone who takes the Shaver papers seriously are regarded as nutjobs on the fringe of the beliefs world, which is unfortunate because I think it's fun. Even in the context of conspiracy theory? Yeah. So they're like, we don't believe this. We don't believe this dick shaver. Yeah. But chemtrails. But, yeah, right? But chemtrails. And let me tell you something. I think that this conspiracy is so fucking fun because it ties in to other conspiracy theories and science, man. So like, mm. um, I know I've talked about it before because uh, everyone knows Antarctica is like my bread and butter mm-hmm. uh, in terms of conspiracy theories. So um, I thought it was really weird to consider that um, when you really look at this closer, like we talk about Admiral Byrd and the Antarctic mystery and the center of the earth conspiracies. And those are all so fucking popular. Mm-hmm. So like this, sh- the Shaver papers, the Dick Shaver papers, yeah. 
like combine all of these fucking fantastic things that have just been dissected and ripped off, in my opinion, in other conspiracy circles. But when you put them all together, suddenly it like doesn't make sense. Hmm. So um, the way that it played out is that during World War II, Ray Palmer was the editor of the science fiction magazine called Amazing Fiction. And even though Shaver was not a prolific writer, as we'll fucking hear later. Uh, Sounds like another sci-fi writer I know uh, who ended up making a religion. Yeah, like his shit was harder to read than the like fucking than Dianetics. Bible. Yeah, and the <laughs> Dianetics. It was like if the Bible and Dianetics got together. Um, so, But his stories did impress Palmer enough that he had some ghostwriters really clean up what Shaver had sent in so that they would be publication worthy. So, for over 20 years, Shaver wrote various accounts of descendants from ancient astronauts who have long shared this planet with us, albeit remaining hidden from the mass population. Despite their secrecy, there are clues of advanced scientific technology that they've utilized to manipulate us. And although there are many people who have sent stolen pieces of Shaver's work without credit, here's a rundown of what he specifically believed in. And uh, stop me at any time if you think this sounds like other conspiracy theories, because uh, we need to break this down. Okay. So before human civilization began, aliens traveled to Earth and created mass colonies underground. So because of their genetic makeup, they were unable to survive the solar radiation from our sun on the surface. So enough time passed that the colonies stopped. Um, Wait, have- so is this like pre-dinosaurs? Because I don't necessarily, like the atmosphere wasn't fully developed. That's probably why they were underground. Yeah, I would say it could be pre-dinosaurs. And then like, I think this also ties in with that. Like this also will tie in with the ancient alien conspiracy shit of like how they brought technology to us. Mm-hmm. So pick okay. your poison on timeline. Um, I don't know. I would say yes, because this also kind of links into evolutionary stuff. So pre-dinosaur? Um, Perhaps. And perhaps they survived the dinosaur era by primarily being underground. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I would say probably pre-dinosaur. Cool. And in conjunction with dinosaur. So enough time passed that the colonies stopped having consistent contact with their home planets. So they ended up being kind of cut off from everything that they would need to continue to survive on our planet without interfering with our own lives. Um, so they stopped getting supply runs essentially and then technology runs and but at this time they also had the means to grow their own food or obtain materials from um the surface area without like without having to like you know really interact with what was going on but it wasn't necessarily enough to keep their underground cities sustained um so eventually those who had to go to the surface for food and essentially theft began to experience a cognitive decline because of the long-term and consistent exposure to the sun. So they became completely barbaric despite having enough intelligence to continue to be like an advanced society and integrate with Mm. human civilization that was popping up at this time. Uh, mm. So So we're saying that the sun makes you evil? The sun made them evil. Okay. Because it kind of just like uh, turned into like a type of mental retardation where I would say it was like (laughs) consistent with uh, what like inbreeding would do to regular humans. Like Mm -hmm. the sun inbred their brains. Oh, okay. And so they started coming up and foxing with humans at this time. And uh, Dick Shaver said that this is probably why we're all dumb and mad. Because, <laughs> ah, because the, the explanation. Yeah. Interestingly enough, at this time, um, he made the argument that when it wasn't civilization rising up that caused wars, 
It was this genetic interaction with humans that ended up causing us to be a more violent people. So it's just us being dumb and mad. Yeah. We went from being like a also peaceful cave dwellers. Dumb to and kings. And what would queens. it be? Dumb, dumb and complacent. Yeah. We're like that share song. We all became like half breeds. Oh, God. Okay. I'm sorry. I've been on a share kick. Actually, I'm not sorry. Don't be sorry. I'll never be sorry. Never be sorry for share. Um, So those who chose to stay underground did manage to survive off of their original knowledge and science, but their lack of resources caused their population to dramatically decline. They survived off of their original knowledge as in they were just like, here's a thought. I will eat it theoretically. Yeah. yeah, Essentially. (laughs) Um, But... Those who ended up being on the surface did not maintain the intelligence, um, probably because of their cross-breeding with humans. So they got dumb enough to kind of forget their original origins. And then, so when any interact, and also keep in mind that this is going over like millions of years of like evolution and stuff. So this isn't just like a generation of Mm -hmm. interaction. So um, I like the idea that these like neanderthal cave dwelling aliens who are allergic to the sun who are dumb and mad presented themselves enough for human race at that point yeah, to be like, like i'm gonna be fucking that yeah and humans were I'm like be, all right i'm gonna be fucking day um so they did eventually forget enough about um their original alien origins that any interactions between them and the underground cave people got explained away as gods or supernatural beings and the kind of technology that the cave... I'm just going to keep calling them the cave. people who stayed underground, the cave dwellers. Cave that's how, people. Yeah, that's how Shaver refers to them. But this isn't like above ground caves like mm-hmm. cavemen obviously lived in. This is like deep underground caves mm-hmm. like the descent. Worms. Yeah. Or the descent. The descent. Little. So um, the kind of technology that the cave dwellers continued to maintain had the power to kill like a gun. Or the power to heal or, like, slow down the aging process, you know, like, laser technology. Or the power to communicate over long distances, like radio technology or even, like, telekinetic abilities. Mm-hmm. Um, and the cave people have consistently used this ray technology to influence and interact with humans for thousands of years. And this is how they're able to get food or supplies without having to really go into the sun or really have to interact with humans as much. So think of like offerings, like people bring offerings down to cave systems. I mean, that's been happening for millions of years Mm -hmm. or hundreds of thousands of years. Um, So over the years, those who knew about the cave dwellers went from being like a a tribal shaman leader to political elite um, in our current day. So Shaver made several accounts that these underground cities were on the decline simply because their population just wasn't sustainable. Um, Some of these cave dwellers were so desperate for food or new political or social structures that they began to use their ray technology on themselves with devastating results. And these cave dwellers became known as the Daros and are the deformed tyrants of the cave people. And these are different than the tyrants of the human hybrid mixes that hmm. are at this point just all of us are essentially hybrid mixes. Okay. Um, so even though they are underground and protected, there is still radiation from the sun that can penetrate the Earth's surface. Mm-hmm. So the ray technology, and also the ray technology had inevitable breakdown over their thousands and millions of years of use and no longer has the ability to fully heal or transform um, these Daros. So that makes them look like monsters or zombies. And zombies? Yeah. And basically undead monsters. Uh, and I just 
don't know where we took this turn. Well, this is where Shaver says that various myths like zombies or vampires actually come from because the Daros are super hard to kill, number one. And uh, when sometimes they have resulted to eating humans when desperate enough because they don't care about maintaining the secrecy of the other cave dwellers. Well, isn't that what vampires are all about is secrecy? No one knowing that they're a vampire. So what the yeah. fuck is that about? Well, the Daros, Get sometimes they fuck up. Right. Daros is a name that I would think a vampire would call themselves. Yeah. Um, but I just feel like I guess that's lore though, right? That's folklore is that there's a little tiny bit of truth and and it's exploited. Like if you've got these albino monsters who are violent and weird and they might eat some people sometimes because Mm -hmm. they just don't fucking care. Like I could see how that could turn into a vampire mythos. Yeah. Or it could turn into anything. It could be like goblins. It could be like spirits, like them coming out. And so people like just leave shit at the front of the cave so they're not getting eaten. Like, mm-hmm. I'll buy this. I'll buy okay. it. Okay. Okay. I'm buying it so far. Okay. This part of just that I'll buy. Um, and then the cave dwellers who haven't turned evil are called the Taros. Why wouldn't the people in the caves just fucking come out and kill us and take our resources? Well, they did a little bit in the beginning, um, but coming out into the sun is like super dangerous for them. Mm. So, and then the ones who did come out, eventually it took like a really long time for them to even be able to survive. And the only reason they survived is because they made it with humans at the time. And I don't know Uh if I want to say humans, I want to say like probably like Neanderthal type human species. Um, Or even earlier than that. Like. Homo uh, erectus, yeah, Homo erectus or Anthropithecus. Mm. That's me using my degree. Great job! First time in a decade. I watched the dust. <laughs> Did you see it cut go you? off of your? Blew brain. out of my ears. Um, so the cave dwellers who haven't turned evil are called the Taros, and their main goal is to use their ray technology to prevent their exposure from the Daros. And they are generally a peaceful people. Daros and Taros. Yeah. So D is in dog and T is in yeah. taco. Yes. Um, and they are peaceful and they have only survived the Daros over the years because of what is most likely help from UFOs and extraterrestrials who help them when they can. This took a fun turn, didn't it? We're back to the UFOs. Yeah. I thought we were going down vampires and goblins. No. And then we no went, bish. ooh aliens no this is about to get into even more fucking conspiracy stuff so according to shaver the aliens from space are incapable of defeating the daros so they reach out and the the only reason they're incapable of doing it is because of exposure reasons they Mm -hmm. don't want to fully expose themselves to doing it um so they reach out to our governments to eradicate the daros um and it's not just our government on earth but other governments from other galaxies galactic governments to no avail so far and so shaver argues that this is why there's so much ufo activity whenever wars break out and weapons of mass destruction happen because they're actually really interested in using that helping us use that technology to get rid of the daros but not at not at like the uh the mass eradication of the taros. Uh-huh. So when we get into okay. alien accords mm-hmm. and shit, 
Mm-hmm. We're trying to work it's with It's very them. North Korea, South Korea. Yep. Yep. So how Shaver got this information is that the Taros transmitted all of their um, thoughts and visions and like had a psychic connection with him in hopes that he could share their story with humans and get all of us on board with fighting an inevitable war with the Daros. Isn't it fun how they picked him? Yeah. Out of all the people in the earth, they were like, this guy who has no sentence sentence structure or any sort of grammatical ability to transcribe anything that would mean something to anybody. Yeah. We're gonna we're gonna just shoot our entire history yep. of existence into his dumb smooth brain. But I will say I'm about to read an excerpt from Mandark, M-A-N-D-A-R-K, which is Shaver's 200,000 word novel. Is it just one sentence? <laughs> yes. I'm going to do my best. Oh, God. It's it's a lot. Feel free to interrupt me at any time if you okay. want to. Otherwise, I'm just going for okay. it. Okay, do it. Uh, so t- here we go. To all you young idealists, there will come a time when all those things you think of, life with your bright, trusting, and believing eyes will become dust and slime. A time when you will understand the terrible... Dust and slime don't really go well together, you know. You're right. Well, my I don't know. My eyes are kind of dusty and slimy. Yeah, and it's not good. It's not. I can only wear glasses. Yeah. My eyes just open butthole pucker and <laughs> suck my contacts right into them like a reverse poop. It's <laughs> <laughs> so gross. <laughs> um, a time when you will understand the terrible and stupid horror that life may stupid. be in reality. Uh. To each of you will come at last an apparition wearing like Scrooge his chains, a mask of terror that hides a deep basic stupidity, a dumbness that is deeper than human. I can't. Nope. Doesn't exist. There isn't anything dumber than humans. <laughs> yeah. Wrong. <laughs> but maybe, maybe the dumbness was inside of us all along. It always was. <laughs> so they have those things just as you have life, but they are not understood and are so terribly feared that men will neither speak of them or write of them openly. Isn't it fun how people can just say things and it makes no fucking sense at all? Yeah. But you can also, just say a string of words and it, and people are just like, mm-hmm. But I'm Those are words. the Cthulhu vibes so far. It was pretty cool. H.P. Lovecraft was a racist. He was. And he also really liked cats over dogs. But um, I so I struggle with that internally. But I do like H.P. Lovecraft's writings separate from his shittiness. It's kind of like uh, when you go to McDonald's and you get fries and you're like, these are good fries, but I don't like McDonald's. That's I do Sprite. I get McDonald's Sprite yeah. and I'm like, ooh. And yeah. then I think about how everything else is horrible. Sometimes you just got to separate it. I have a the smooth part of my brain mm-hmm. can, di- can digest these terrible things. Yeah. So always, I too feared the evil ones, the ignorant, degenerate, and cannibalistic ray people who catch and kill us when they can. But they did not catch many of us, for when some old Ray women from the deep schools with us, and we were not easy to catch. That's not a fuck up. That's just a weird sentence. Uh huh. We need men like you to aid us in our constant struggle with the living devils that inhabit much of these underground warrens. But when we try to approach men for this purpose, they fear the whole thing is madness or ghosts or whatever they've been taught. 
almost immediately upon the Vizio screen of scene of horror became visible. It was a hell with its devils at work. Do you see them? Those things that should not live? I looked in horror upon the things that moved as men move upon the screen of life. They were a thing that could not possibly live except for the protection of the hidden caverns and the support of the great Brent beneficial rays keeping their degenerative and evil carcasses in motion. Whoa. Dead they must have been, but for the supply of super energy which the ancient generators poured through their bodies forever. Ancient generators. Yeah. I know. I'm I'm fucking kind of signs healed delivered so far because this is cool. Um, I feel like if you told a fifth grader that they had to make like a sci-fi novel exclusively based off of the creatures that their small little minds could muster mm-hmm. up. That's what this would be. Like, sure, he's probably in like the gifted like class. Yeah. But it's not good. I'm definitely reading this as if I were reading to a child. You so, have like, to. I'm getting into it for sure. Because I'm getting that fifth grader vibe. Yeah. These evil people must live on long after they would normally die to become as undead as they were. It seems that this fact that contributes to their evil nature for the slow decay of their brains is energized by the synthetic electric life force. And their resultant thought is but the reflection of life upon the stagnating brain tissues. Uh, I want to clip some of that and put it on a shirt. Stagnating brain tissues, maybe. Yeah. You have to clip some of it and put it on a shirt, but it's just one giant run-on sentence, so it just goes like... Yeah, actually, that whole thing (laughs) should be on the shirt. It goes like a spiral down the shirt, the whole entire thing. Also, look at Cora's dreaming. (laughs) She sounds how I sound. Shitty air. I got... The breathing sounded the same even after she You don't need to dream bad dreams, tiny (laughs) monster. So... Um, Shaver claims that not that many people on the surface are even aware of subterranean cave dwellings. Uh, I Daryl's. had no fucking yeah, idea. Me either. He, he got me there. Um, but only a few people like Shaver are aware and willing to fight while others want in power, probably Trump, want to utilize the technology. I would for fight fucking means. cave zombies, you little bitch right? ass hoe. So many people would. Are you kidding me? Like that's the whole entirety of Van Helsing, you fucking yeah, cuck. Everyone fucking wants to cave do with it. a glow stick yeah, and like an axe. That's what I'm saying. Like this sounds fun as hell. And uh the fact that these Daros want to use their technology for control or immortality. Let's fucking chop off some demon heads, man. <sighs> immortality is such a weird thing to chase. Yeah, so, and most people... Chase fucking Botox and filler and liposuction. Yeah, I'm actually wanting to chase your nails because those are cute as fuck. Thank you, they're press-ons and I glued them down with super glue. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, girl, I'm poor. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you look like... You look like a classy whore pinup. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, Most people during this era dismiss Shaver's writings uh, Uh, because they're idiots. No, because they're smart. Fucking stupid. men. And even Palmer was let go from his publication, which is bullshit because it's called like Amazing Fantasy and you're getting fired for publishing this shit. Yeah, because they're not even because of what he wrote, not the substance of it. The fact that they were like, 
did not a single person edit this? No, was he this, hired ghostwriters to edit. This was the first draft, and we just full send. <laughs> first draft, full send. He edited. That's what he we gave did. It all, he gave it the old You need edit. to have three minimum drafts. <laughs> minimum yeah. three. Looked over by different editors each time. And they were just like, nope, fuck it. We're doing it live. You know he what? essentially did like a voice memo. Like when you're like, hey, Siri, take a note for me. And then you just speak. And it's just one sentence. And yeah. half of the words don't even make sense. It's like beef jerky hats on it's Tuesday. Like when you send That's me, what that was. It's like when you send me a voice to text. And I can just <laughs> tell. Because it just comes in one long sentence. And I'm like, God. And there's like words that I know you didn't mean. <clears throat> but like Siri thought you meant. And oh yeah it's part of the fun of figuring it out i know it it's like sudoku with words it is so but you can't keep ray palmer down because this guy went on to create magazines such as flying saucers good dope search also sounds dope right. and mystic pretty fun uh-huh. and it wasn't until the late 1960s that people started to notice that shaver's work was totally starting to get ripped off um and there are also like people were like making claims that there was like a literal hell on earth and since it's yeah so we're close, in it motherfuckers yeah. and uh since it's so close with the astral plane that it has even had a bigger influence on humanity than we realized which is really fucking interesting now because a lot of new ufo thought is that they've been here it's just they're really close to our similar plane mm-hmm. and so all we're seeing is like blips and crossovers and i dare say that fucking shaver started that school of thought if anyone pinched that sentence out of the gobbledygook you just read off, then I think, you know what, they, he deserves it because yeah. what the fuck? Well, also, even like with the ray technology mentioned earlier, they it was mentioned that they had ways to communicate over long distance. So this would include, um, like I said, telekinetic communication and people who have had contact with the Daros or like closely related astral plane often relay back that whatever they hear is along the lines of being a god and wishing for total destruction. Mm. So this kind of goes on with like people who either have like crazy ass mental illness, but even more crazy is that considering if Hitler had contact with such a plane that led him thinking like Nazi or Nazi excursions that led to Antarctica trying to find the fucking entrance that Admiral Byrd talked about mm-hmm. and exploit the evil of Daros or even like we could go so far as like fucking demonic possession like this shit ties into everything mm-hmm. and uh, I'm you're into it I'm so fucking into it and I I'm like, so surprised I've never heard of this dude I'm not <laughs> I'm gonna say that this guy could be the father of like he could be the father of all this shit the father of cons- this the the father of um, sci-fi horror yeah like it mm-hmm. ties into everything like you got the ufologists mm-hmm. the, with the astral planes mm-hmm. you have demon possession mm-hmm. you have like cave monsters mm-hmm. you have gods who we did sacrifices to to appease them mm-hmm. like all this shit makes super sense to me. Like, and from uh, an anthropology perspective, this would explain away so much shit of why people did anything. Yeah, like, why people did weird shit. Yeah, it doesn't make sense for people. Why who, people threw people into volcanoes? Yeah, and or why, gave up fucking food. Yeah, sacrifices in front of, in rocks, front of a cave. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't make sense. But yeah. if it, this, like, if there's an actual physical reason, I'm on board for it. I mean, uh, I do want to shout out really quick before we get called out for being bastards. Uh, My resource for this was uh, a website. Well, I found I did various researches, but a lot of this context was taken from a site called Biblioteca 
Bibliotis.net. I'm sorry, I said wow, it wrong. But you know what? I did my best. Yeah. Good. So I'm on it. I'm going to say that Dick Shaver is one of my new favorite people. Wow. I mean, I think it's fun. Do I think it? I just, I think we might need to suss out more of like the specific. I would love to know how um, Dick Shaver's ideas correlate to kind of like modern monsters and mythos. So we'll definitely have to dig into that more because I do think that part's interesting. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's kind of fun when it sways between like supernatural horror and ufology. Yeah. I think that's interesting. Um, I, hmm. I like the religious connotations, like the shamans, mm-hmm. all the way up to like political leaders being aware of it, and mm-hmm. the fact that people were trying to appease the Daros. Like you can see evidence of those kinds of things in history. I not necessarily the Daros, but like trying to appease some supernatural force. Yeah, I think that's yeah, fucking. It's been cool. happening since forever. Yeah, so that's fun. I do like that. Yeah. So hmm. yeah. yeah, we'll have to yeah. we'll have to get on the yeah. Bing, the good old Bing, Bing, yes, and, and look up more because now I'm curious because, I mean, hmm, I do. Yeah, I want to see where the religious ties to. Mm-hmm. That's fun to me. The UFO stuff is a little. I kind of. I'm not gonna lie. The story does lose me in the beginning where it talks about aliens landing here and living underground and separating into two races. That yeah. does it does not tickle my fancy, but that there were some demon creatures in the center of the earth um, as to the reasons why we m- did human sacrifice throughout history and believed in fucking zombies. Mm-hmm. That's fun. That's where it's fun to me. Yeah. So, yeah, we should, we should give this guy more shout outs. Well, yeah. Thank you, Dick Shaver. Thanks, Dick Shaver. Hope your foreskin's intact. Right out of <laughs> obscurity and into my heart. Yeah. I wonder if there's anybody talking about how, like, you know, H.P. Lovecraft was inspired by him or whatever. That'd be good, cool to look into. Because I told, I got Lovecraft vibes from yeah. that when I was reading the excerpt. Especially, like, the weird tentacly evil that's after us that we can't yeah, comprehend. It was, it was um, kind of like the energy that they both say the N-word in private and in public. Yeah, I was probably. like, wow, this is very lovecraftian <laughs> yeah he, 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 probably get like cat he, he. person vibes very much so people. i don't either i don't i you know first, um i'm gonna say something that might be considered problematic when men in particular are cat people exclusively mm-hmm. i find that more of a red flag than someone having zip ties and duct tape in their trunk i only don't find it a red flag if their entire life revolves around being a cat parent then i find them endearing and interesting like if well i let's think take for example ichabod but ichabod likes all animals i'm talking about like yeah, people no, yeah no ichabod is he's an all animal father. person he just has cats based off of his lifestyle right yeah you're right you know i will agree a specific only cat yeah. person yeah is a daros <laughs> yeah i bet those are like the yeah. malformed yeah. sun toxic mm-hmm. they are not going out of the weirdos. sun they are violent weirdos yeah yeah and they're weird as fuck i agree 
So, well. yeah, that it is what it is. Yep. Hate to say it, hate to see it. there's gonna be one person who's like what the fuck (laughs) he's gonna send us an email Um, email me motherfucker um, i ate it already (laughs) i ate it already at Uh, gmail.com actually i give out my i ate it already at aol.com if i don't like you good let that get filtered out um any new name suggestions uh other than geeky freaks you fucking whore (laughs) no (laughs) Uh, I put a Google Doc on the Discord, but I don't think I did it right. I don't think you can edit it, and that's on me. I did it while I was, like, walking. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Still trying to think of something. I had an idea for... um, I think we need to change it before Halloween. Yeah. That'll be our deadline. I mean, we could do, like, the Slap podcast, but it's a SL, UT podcast. We can't. Why? We don't need to represent this godforsaken hellhole. Or, uh, I don't know. I need to start writing down the things I think about when I'm Yeah, write them down in your um, MS fucking <laughs> 99 <laughs> word yeah, right. doc. All right, all right. I'll, yeah, I'll write them down in my dot doc. Mm-hmm. Cool. So. Awesome. Well, well, everybody, my dogs are sleeping. Look at her, that little bean with her giant ears. I know. Come you nasty. You're a Taros. Yes, you are. You're perfect. You're nasty gang. Um, Dude, Taros in the streets, Daros in the sheets. I'm not associating with that. <laughs> I'm making that into a shirt. Oh, uh, sure. I mean, make it into a shirt. I also think that we should make a shirt that says, my government is killing me, and it's Britney Spears. Okay. Yeah, if you have any shirt ideas that you want to see us make, too, shout out. Shout it out. I got nothing to do. Well, uh, now that I have now a Now you do. You have a lot but to do. I have a lot to... Uh, distract my mind with there you go during the monotonous mind nine to five so i feel that yeah well um hail satan motherfuckers hail dick shavers i knew you're gonna say that <laughs>